Okay, we're going to start off first recording the Gemara from Friday, and then we're going to go into today's Gemara. So, Davchav Chesam base, we're going to start from Bishlema Shvius. It's about smack middle of the page. Bishlema Shvius Besayif. I know that Shvius is Mishamit. It relinquishes the fields at the end of or the oh, loans, I'm sorry, at the end of the year, the Pasuk in the Torah says, at the end of seven years, so it's at the end of the year. Yevel, that Mishamet the loans at the beginning of the year, it's Mishamet on Yom Kippur, the Pasuk in the Torah says, on Yom Kippur, you should pass, Shefer, the sound of a Shefer, in all your lines. So it's not on Rosh Hashanah, Answers the Gemara: Hamani or Bishmal Vanisha Biyechem and Brekehi. It's going according to Bishmal, the son of Biyechem and Brekehi. The Amar Rosh Hashanah who Techal Yevul. Yevul takes effect not in Yom Kippur like we've learned in the past, early in the Masechta, but rather on Rosh Hashanah. Concludes the Gemara over here: Shamei Chizkiyah Bal Bult Biltu Bil Bultu Chizkiyah, the son of Biltu, heard this halacha of Rabbi Chia Barabin that. Um, the metalkalin goes to any kain, and karka goes to the kain of that mishmar. Meaning that there's a difference between karka and metalkalin. Azal he went amrei kameder abavo. He went to say the salach over abavo, and abavo asked him the likish metalkalin the karkois metalkalin should be compared to karka. Answers chiskiyam v'lav tanoi isn't Adam achlekes tanoi? De'ikad demakish. There are those who compare metalton to karka. Ve'ikad lemakish. There are those who do not compare metalton to karka. And the little dalit adds in va'ana and I hold command. Or the tanner is bright. Reb Chibarabin holds command. Amar lemakshin and that you don't compare. Says the Mishnah. Few different halachas come up in this Mishnah. We will go slowly. Number one, we mentioned that there's a concept of cherem. To be macharim, to give a, a consecrate something to a koyin, or to consecrate something to bedekabayis. So cherem kohanim. If someone consecrates something to the koyin, ain lahem pidyon. You cannot redeem it. Elenoisnim lekohanim nesunim. It is given to the kohanim kitruma, just like truma. Truma is a gift that you give to the koyin. So if someone consecrates something to the koyin, you can't redeem it. No backsies, no tracksies. It belongs to the koyin. However, says Rashi, if someone is macharim, something to bedekabayis, someone is consecrated something to Hegdish's estate, so to speak, he could redeem it. Because the whole um, goal over there is to give Hegdish's more money, so redeem it for money. One halacha. Next halacha, Rabbi Yudu and Beseira Eimer, stam charamim, if a person says a stam charim, who is a charim for? Stam, meaning he doesn't define that it's for a kayin or bedekabayis. He doesn't stam. Says Rabbi Huda ben Beseir, "Stam charamim lebedagabais." Shenemar, as the pasuk in the Torah says, "Kol cheirim, anything that is cheirim consecrated, kedush kadashim hu l'Hashem is kedush kadashim for Hashem." Chachamim, I'm chacham, say no. Stam charamim is to the kohanim. Stam cheirim goes to the kohen, not to bedagabais. Um, and he has a pasuk as well. Shenemar kesteha cheirim, like a consecrated field, the kohen tia to the kohen should be achuzase his inheritance. Ask the Gemara according to the Chachamim. Im kein lama nema kol cherem kodesh kodeshem hulashem. So why does the pasuk say kol cherem kodesh kodeshem hulashem? Answers the Mishnah. The pasuk is teaching us shachal. It takes effect. A cherem, a consecration. Al kodesh kodeshem al kodesh kalan. If a person has a carbon that he has to give, 
And as we're going to discuss in a minute in further depth in the mission, a person has a carbon that he has to give to Behegdish, he could be macharim that, he could consecrate that. Now typically you would say to yourself, if it's something I have to give, I don't have ownership on it anymore, how can I consecrate it? What am I consecrating? And that's the Chiddush according to Terechachamim, that that Pasuk of Kasteya Cherem, I'm sorry, Kol Cherem Kaddish Kaddash Hashem, is telling me that I could consecrate a carbon. <clears throat> now the mission is going to discuss that in a little greater depth. And just a few little introductions. Number one, we know there's a concept of Kachikachim, it's a concept of Kachikalim, Karbanis that have different levels of Kedusha, of where they can be in how long they can be in for, and so on and so forth. That's number one. And introduction number two, we know there's a concept of a neder or a nedava. And the difference between a neder or a nedava is am I chayiv in achrayis? What happens if it gets lost? Meaning a neder is a promise to say that I'm going to give a carbon to the hegdish. I didn't specify an animal. I specified that I will bring a carbon. So if let's just say I set aside an animal to fulfill that promise, then that animal gets lost, doesn't make a difference. I gotta find another animal to bring to satisfy my obligation. But what happens if I said I want to bring this animal as a carbon, which is called a nadava, and that animal gets lost? I'm putter, I'm exempt. So a nadava is specifying the particular item that you want to give to Hagish, and a dadar is specifying a general statement that I want to give something to Hagish. With that introduction, let's continue the Mishnah. Macharim Adam Eskadashev, a person could consecrate his karbanis. Bein kachikachim, bein kachikal. Whether it's kachikachim, whether it's kachikal. Now, im neder, if the carbon was a promise that I will bring a carbon, and he set aside a carbon to bring, now to fulfill that, and he consecrated that carbon that he set aside, neisain demehen, you have to give the full value of that animal. That means although you're going to say to yourself, what, I consecrated what I had to give to Hegdish. Rashi explains to us that since you're still chayiv achrayis, because your vow was that you're going to bring a carbon. So if this animal that you set aside gets lost, you have to bring another animal. So you still have ownership, full ownership in this animal. So therefore, if you consecrated it, you're going to have to give that value of the animal to the kayin. Im nidava, but if my vow was that I'm going to give this animal, so if this animal gets lost, I'm exempt. Still I have ownership in there. And explains the mission and Rashi further elaborates on this. You have to give the amount of pleasure you have by the fact that you're bringing a carbon. Rashi explains that there's a satisfaction that a person has by the fact that he's bringing a carbon to Hashem. Forget the, the monetary obligation and forget the chiv that he has. There's a simple satisfaction that you know that I'm doing the ruts in Hashem. That satisfaction you still have, even though you vow to give this carbon, this animal as a carbon. So when I am macharim and I'm consecrating it, I have to pay that amount because that amount is the ownership that I still have in it. This tayvasana. So that's and that's how Rashi explains the Mishnah, which is interesting because from Rashi it appears that this tayvasana is less than the value of the animal. Typically, we would have thought that Taivasana, the pleasure, is more than the actual thing. Just think about it. <laughs> think about whoever is the most important person in your life, or what, you know, the Abishta, or what have you. It's hard for us to synonymize with Abishta, but let's just think the most important thing in your, in your life. And you're giving that person a present. 
That present is very, very valuable to you because you're making that person happy. That's the Teva Sana that Amish is talking about. Okay, let's chaz this and have a great day.